Late Night Anger Management Class, Level 2. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Maranci. Throwing it down Monday night to Meltdown Style as we pick up the pieces following Monday night to football. George Kurtz will step up and end Sports Grids. Uh, George Kurtz will kick it with us. We'll talk NFC East. We'll talk NFL Futures. Let's, uh, let's jump in and see about some of these awards and all that type of stuff. We'll have some fun uh, with George Kurtz. 23-17, final score. Doug Peterson's insane. Doug Peterson's a horrible coach. That It's a miracle that this guy actually won a Super Bowl, but that's how good of a coach that Frank Reich is. So Jalen Hurts gets drafted in the second round. And something that was brought up on the broadcast tonight by, by Greasy and by Lewis Riddick, and they were debating... Uh, they were debating the Carson Wentz uh, situation. And so Jalen Hurts was going to play so much so that sportsbooks actually put props up, passing yards and rushing yards and all that type of stuff. So Jalen Hurts gets in a football game. There's a penalty. He's in a second and 14 situation. He actually threw the ball with much more zip than Carson Wentz did. And it was actually Alshon Jeffrey's first reception of the year. All right. And I don't know if you guys noticed at the time, but Hertz threw it with some zip. Jeffrey caught it. And there was a spark on the Eagle sideline. Like they all, they were happy. Jeffrey had a pass, but you can see they're all, yeah, yeah. They were all like, and I thought to myself in that, in that split second, I'm like, Ooh, Carson Wentz, that's got to sting a little bit. You know, you're right there. You're standing right there. They just put this dude in. He completed one pass and your own teammates. Because you know if there were fans there, it would have got that old Bronx cheer, right? You know, they, you know they, if Hurts, the completion, oh, look how great he is. The fans aren't there. And the players sort of got into it after one play. And then, of course, Doug Peterson takes him out. You drafted this guy in the second round. And, you know, they, and then later in the game, and I know that Carson Wentz hit a Hail Mary late in the game and all that crap, but, you know, shouldn't Jalen Hurts been on the field later in the game? And they said, well, they just don't trust Jalen Hurts enough to throw the football right now. You took him with a second-round pick. You either trust the guy or you don't. He's either good or he isn't. So basically, you've got a crap-ass starting quarterback, and you drafted a kid in the second round and you don't think could be your future quarterback. So I don't really know. Is that uh, Doug Peterson's fault or is that the general manager's fault, right? Did Doug Peterson ask for a second-round draft pick like this? and say, I need a quarterback that I'm not even going to be able to use? Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. some bad news for you. Oh, no, Marge, I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Who? Who? Honey. The X is for extreme. There is no XFL this year. The league folded. Who is it? Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. Late Night Anger Management Class Level 2. 
Level two of three against my better judgment as we throw it down on the Monday night uh, meltdown. Monday night uh, football, of course, caused a lot of uh, heartache uh, to Seattle Seahawks uh, backers this evening. Uh, but as Paul Bovey uh, stated earlier, uh, hey, you got a bad number. Um, you should have and could have gotten it uh, earlier in the week uh, at six. Let's uh, bring in George Kurtz uh, right now. Um, get on the grid, George Kurtz. What's going on, George? How you doing, Gabe? Good morning. I'm doing all right. Uh, sounds like, what, you have a dog uh, walking around the background? It was, uh, was I just What's took the on? collar off. I, mean, I literally just took the collar off. I didn't realize she was going to be jumping around now at 1 10 a.m. It's always something with you, Kurtz. It's always an adventure. Like, uh, I'd keep it interesting. Hey, at least you can hear me this week. Yeah, kind of too loudly. And I don't know if you can, like, not move around as much as you do, sort of. I'm not really moving at all. I'm just sitting in a chair. Um, it's really, um, it's it's always an adventure, Kurtz. It really is. It's, it's, oh, yeah, I like the room you like in the, middle, you know, in the middle of the night. Yeah, I know. I know. You, you, you kind of do. But we got our crew working on it uh, right now. Um, but I've never had somebody that's had as much problems with phones, mics, lights, or anything else, uh, Kurtz. Like, how have you lasted in this industry as long as this? Like, were you a well, writer You're the only person I have a problem. <laughs> now, now, now he's gone. After all that, the the adventure with Kurtz. Kurtz is going to say, I think he was about to say, I'm the only one that he has this problem with, but that's not true. Um, that's that's uh, that that's not true. <laughs> like it's it's an annual. It's like an annual weekly. Uh, it's like an annual weekly deal with Kurtz. Like, am I insane? Do you hear? He's moving. Like, I can hear. It's like, dude. Like, are you calling from from an airplane? Like, it sounds like he's on an airplane. And then he cuts out. He's gone as he's about to defend himself. Either that, or he hung up on me, which is I don't know, kind of possible. But I think. Um, I think we, you know, I don't think he liked when I asked, were you a writer? <laughs> I don't think he liked the, uh, were you a writer uh, comment. All right, uh, George. So you were saying that uh, you never have problems as you cut out there, Kurtz. Yeah, that was uh, like God smiting me, right? I must well hit, just could be hit by a. <laughs> All right. We're done. You know what? We had a nice, smooth first hour of the program. Um, and, you know, we're just, it's, it's, I can't, I can't, like, uh, we can't, we can't go for three here. That's the rule. That's the rule. And, of course, tonight that we have to go three hours uh, here, I think, uh, you know, we've got a problem. Because, yeah, the, the, the two-strike, listen, the third time, that's when, you know, we've all been down this road before, and it seems like we go down this road every Monday, uh, essentially. All right? We go down this road uh, every... Uh, we go down this road every Monday with George Kurtz. I specifically asked as well. I specifically asked, and it doesn't matter, evidently, what I ask, because I even said to George earlier today, I sent George an email, and I said, listen, in the email, 
I said, please, and I even said, please make sure the audio and everything is perfect and figure out first uh, the way to go. And, um, you know, and, you know, maybe you'll go with the phone, go with the, you know, the private hotline. But as I just stated to uh, to the crew here, as much as we love George Kurtz, I can't, we have, my heart can't handle it. We're not going back for thirds here. If you go to a restaurant once and you get sick, all right, you give it a chance, you go back. You go back to a restaurant twice and you get food poisoning twice. You can't go back the third time. And we, uh, it's like, uh, we, we can't we can't go back. <laughs> we can't go back uh, the third time. Now, we've been down this road before. That's the problem. And I like that Kurtz's defense was, he, he. I believe Kurtz was actually in the midst of saying that it only happens with us, which we all just heard Paul Bovey on for a solid hour. Without, and Paul sounded crisp, clean, didn't sound like he was in a tunnel, in a car, in an airplane, in a dog kennel. <laughs> um, uh, didn't, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I think Kurtz is guilty of uh, of this one. And yes, I think you know we we had this problem last week as well, and the week before, and a couple of weeks before, and we've stated. That and this isn't listen. I'm not blaming Kurtz, but it's clear that the system sucks. Okay, it does not work. It does not work, and you simply need to use a simple phone. All right, the fancy stuff and the hotlines and all that stuff they don't work. And we can talk and we know we can cry about it. It's pretty clear they never will. They don't. So that's uh, that, that's where we're at. Uh, that's that's where we're at right now. It's too bad I was looking forward to Kurtz's hot takes uh, here. But you know what? See if you can figure something out with Kurtz during the break, all right, behind the scenes. Uh, don't torture me uh, with it, all right? So if we can get Kurtz on in the next segment and he doesn't sound like he's on Air Force One, um, basically, you know, under attack, uh, we'll get him on. Otherwise, I don't know. Put him in the chat or something, and we'll ask him questions. <laughs> put, put him in, put, put him in the chat. Well, so George, what, what do you think about the Cowboys? So we said earlier, we don't like the term "bad beat." Uh, we don't like the term "bad beat." It gets tossed around all the time, but tonight really was that bad beat. Like, there's one thing too. Like, listen. A college basketball game, you lose by half a point. It's not really a bad beat. It's a, it's a college basketball game. Foot, and it's fast. This is the painful thing about the National Football League, all right? It's the extremely painful thing about the NFL. It's not entertaining. Like, was anything about tonight's game entertaining? No, it was actually torturous. It was actually, it wasn't easy to watch. You know what I mean? It was like, God. And that's why the broadcast crew were going on and on and on about Carson Wentz and different things, because the game sucked. And lost, lost in Philadelphia's crappiness is the fact that uh, Seattle didn't look very good either. Jamal Adams looks good. Their offense is having problems suddenly for whatever reason. Uh, their offensive line actually is the reason with Seattle. But Pete Carroll is flaky as well. Like seriously, like the Seattle Seahawks went for it twice tonight, all right? Earlier in the football game. 
Both times they call a timeout before they run the play. And what does that tell you? It just tells you like that they're undecisive about what they're doing. All right. I don't know, like if they were using George Kurtz's headset and they couldn't hear the play call coming in properly, which is a possibility, right? It's a possibility. But I, you know, a million times, you see this all the time. And it's amazing to me that a coach has been around as long as Pete Carroll has. But Cam Stewart brought up a great point tonight on game time decisions and in-game live. And Cam is a Seattle fan, so he watches every Seahawk game. But the thing with um the 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 thing with with Pete Carroll is he's not a good in-game coach. And we've seen this. You know, he, he, his team lost the Super Bowl with bizarre decisions. And he didn't make that play call, but he approved it. And, you know, we've seen time and time again, if you're a coach and you're a team and you're going to be going for it on fourth down, you go for it right away. You catch the other team off guard. They can't substitute. They can't uh, break down your tendencies about what you're going to do. And two times Seattle take timeouts and only to come out with just like stupid running up the middle plates. Made no sense. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. How much? $100? $200? Thousand. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock, No. Every lock has a key. As uh, people that bet on Seattle found out uh, tonight, although... Listen, man, we came close to really... We'll give credit to Cam, actually. He said that they would land at 44 points, and uh, they ended up landing at 40. They ended up uh, landing at 40 real late. All right, we're going to try one last time for George Kurtz before he's on the blacklist, uh, stepping up and in, but I believe that they've solved uh, this, as uh, we seem to do every week. We play a game for 15 or 20 minutes, and then George calls in on a cell phone, and we repeat it every week. George Kurtz with us. What's up, George? I don't know. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, we, we got you, George. Yeah, yeah, we, we got you. This would have been better if you would have done this, like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes ago, but it's good to have you, George. How you doing? Well, let's see. Uh, Metcalf couldn't get a touchdown tonight, and I had him as a prop. The Cowboys totally ruined my Thanksgiving. The NFC East completely sucks. And I have no idea when the NHL is going to begin. I've been better. Yeah, okay. So at least I feel your pain. And in fact, I'll blame your Dallas Cowboys as well because everything was going well for me too, George. <laughs> everything was going well. It's having a nice week. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, you know suddenly I have back problems. Uh, I got to go to chiropractors. Um, and for whatever reason, for whatever reason, and I don't know, the reason is I'm a moron that is, you know, believes in Andy Dalton one too many times. But for whatever reason, I was like, Dallas win this game on Thanksgiving, all right? And, oh, yeah, that's that. That's what I was going to say. I crushed the Detroit game. You know, it was a nice 10-4 and four start. Like, I was hitting every prop. Oh, look, Will Fuller scored. Hey, great. Hey, boom, boom. Hey, look at that. It was one of those mornings. 
I was like, this is great. And I'm going to hammer the Cowboys right now. And no excuses, but losing Irving and losing uh, Zach Martin was, you know, it was, it was end, of, end of game. Uh, and then Mike McCarthy getting stupid, but it set off a domino effect. I lost that game, and then Friday I got screwed in a couple of college football games. Saturday I was hungover and my picks sucked. <laughs> and uh, I put a bunch of picks in drunk. And then Sunday, Sunday we bounced back, actually. And, um, and then right back to it tonight of sort of just, you know, I didn't get killed or anything. You know, you play these touchdown props, you hope for the best. But I've been on a frustrating run for about four days, too, Kurtz. And I had Seattle on the back end of a money line parlay with Green Bay or Teaser or whatever. But um, I, 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 thought, see, I thought Philly would cover tonight. But I was like, you know what? I don't want to really get greedy and try to middle this with six points to a money line. I'll do it on the teaser at over 42. Ah, they get the 40, Kurtz. So frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I really wish I would have hung it up after last night. I did very well in the props last night in the Chicago Green Bay game. And tonight, I guess I, I should have known it. You know, Metcalf, I mean, he gets tackled at the one-yard line, right? Then he gets tackled by the <laughs> four-yard line. Then he drops the touchdown pass. And, you know, I had Lockett to score a touchdown, too. I mean, one of them had to score, right? One of them. I had Sanders to score a touchdown, not a two-point conversion, a touchdown. And, uh, you oh, know, nice. I went over three there, and I lost the teaser as well with the uh, with Seattle. So, uh, I should have stopped while uh, the going was good here. So, certainly not a good start to the week. Oh, yeah, because, well, everybody predicted. We all should have known he was going to throw a touchdown pass to David Moore, right? David and Moore. Who's David Moore? <laughs> Brian Greasy, yeah, people forget about David Moore. Yeah, people never heard of David Moore, all right? David Moore. It's like, oh, yeah, that's just great. He, he gets the first touchdown. He gets the first touchdown tonight. You know, it, was, it was a weird game. The touchdown props are killers, though. They, uh, it's, it's erratic. Uh, the running back ones are erratic, especially with Sanders. It, you know, it was, it was plus money. But that, that is bad luck uh, with Metcalf. That's bad luck with Metcalf tonight, but... Can you believe that, though, for people who laid the points uh, with, with Seattle to get backdoored in that fashion just because Philadelphia were so bad? That's the thing. So it's three and a half hours of terrible, non-entertaining football, George, only to get screwed, which I didn't. You know, I didn't get screwed on that play, but I feel for people that did. It's just frustrating. Well, you think about it. A, the game should have been a colossal blowout. It should have never even been this close. Right, so that would frustrate me. And then they get the, uh, you know, the improbable hail mary to Richard Rodgers, and then the two point conversion. So really, I mean, so many things have to go <laughs> wrong for you not to cover. I would, you know, if that, that was the only bet I lost. Times I think someone lost what five hundred thousand through uh, yeah. one of the books they bet on that. Uh, so I would be, <laughs> I might be on top of my roof right now if I had done that. And uh, you know that I lose that way. And it's I know people are blaming or you know why does Peterson go for two there. Well, what do you? What's the point of the extra point? They always go for two in that situation. They don't care. You know, just that's why run an extra point. You're gonna run a play. You know, big deal. So I don't think. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't blame Peterson for that. But uh, I would be pretty miserable if I had money and lost uh, because of that last cover. I mean, I mean, this was a ridiculous set of circumstances had to had to happen for you to lose. The thing is, though, Peterson does this all the time. Like, Peterson, like, goes for two, like, you know what I mean? What, it'll put him down 12 if he misses and stuff like that. <laughs> like, you know, Peterson's math doesn't make sense. So I knew, when I saw him score, I'm like, oh, wow, he's going to go for two for the cover here. Uh, this, this, is, this, this is as crazy as it gets. But I, so I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you about Carson Wentz. 
in which, as I was saying earlier, yeah, Carson Wentz, there's a lot of excuses for him, all right? And the play calling is bad. Peterson is just sort of lost. He's like a gambler on tilt. He's sort of lost control. He's getting, you can tell, he's just, he doesn't really know which buttons to push right now. Ever, nothing really works. The wide receivers aren't great, but they are open at times. And all those sacks, it reminds me of the Jay Cutler era when Cutler used to get sacked like nine times a game. And it's not just the offensive line. It's the quarterback, right? Like, you'll see it. Like, you know what I mean? When a guy, like, you'll see sometimes the backup will come in for the starter and right away he gets sacked because he just can't read anything. That's Carson Wentz. Like, he plays like a rookie. Like, he, he hasn't gotten better. And then they said, oh, we're going to look at Jalen Hurts tonight a bit. And Jalen Hurts completes a pass, and then they take him out. Like, let the kid try to pick up the first down, Kurtz. So they bring Wentz in, and then Wentz gets sacked on the next play. Thing is, Jalen Hurts was under pressure, and he just took a step forward in the pocket. Like, Carson Wentz is rattled. Like, he's got big problems, Wentz, but it's pretty clear Peterson. I don't think Peterson wanted Jalen Hurts, but that was some weird stuff how they handled Jalen Hurts. Like, if I was Jalen Hurts' agent, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, listen. You know, we didn't expect him to start. We don't expect him, you know, to play four quarters. But you tell, you told us he's going to get some reps tonight. He completes one pass, and you take him out of the game. That's some pretty weird stuff by Peterson there. I mean, the only thing I would probably get on Peterson about was not having Hurts play the last series. Uh, I mean, there's, there's no reason I went in at that point. The game's over. Just get Hurts some plays there. But I think you said something very important there. Hertz was not Peterson's pick in the draft. There's no way a head coach wants another quarterback as a first-round pick or a second-round pick when you already have somebody in Carson Wentz. You know, he wants a player that can help him now. Hertz can't help him now. You know, people want to dump on uh, Wentz, and I have no problem with that, but he's not going anywhere. He's got a $60 million dead mile cap hit next year, $25 million the year after that. That's at least the next two seasons that he's quarterbacking the Philadelphia Eagles or he'll be on the team. So good luck there. I guarantee you Hurts' agent was never happy uh, that you know, that, that's where he ended up. It was like Hurts just signed his contract. You know, he, he's dead. Hurts is sort of dead there. Peterson is, might be dead too. They're not going to win this division where everyone's falling apart. Philadelphia is not a forgiving town at all. They're not going to care because, you know, he won a Super Bowl three years ago. Sure, they would have said for that, oh, yeah, no, you got a job for life, drinks. Now they want to they hang him. Absolutely want to hang him now. So I don't think Peterson survives this, by the way. Wentz will because they, there's nothing they can do. They can't trade him. They can't release him. Too much money. But Peterson, I think, is going to be the, uh, the guy who gets the blame for this. I don't think he'll be the head coach of that team next season. It is a very good point that you raise about uh, about Carson Wentz's contract. Because it's, you know, how many, it's one thing that if Carson Wentz wasn't making a lot of money and another coach would say, you know what, I like this guy. I, I'll give him a chance. I think I, think I can work with him. Yet, when he makes that type of money, like, no no one can justify it. So they're going to be stuck uh, with, with them. They're just – and, you know, listen, they won the Super Bowl. You're right. That does that does buy you some time. It buys you – but the thing is, it buys you less time, George, as you just stated. You're right. It buys you less time in Philadelphia, doesn't it? And – I speak to Eagle fans, and they, the Super Bowl is long gone to them right now. <laughs> like, it is. The GM is a problem. I mean, if you look at the roster, and it was brought up tonight, since Carson Wentz was drafted, you know how many pro bowlers uh, have been on that team and that they've drafted? Carson Wentz. 
he's the only guy. So, like, basically, like, they've struck out on a lot of draft picks and free agent signings, Jordan. Yeah, you're right. That, and that's a GM's uh, problem. You know, I, that's a major house clean. I don't know if they'll go that far. You know, generally, you don't order. I know we've seen Detroit do that, but Patricia needed to go and so did Quinn. Uh, but I don't know if they're going to go that far. I think they, I think the GM might get one more shot, one more coach. You know, it was once again. I would give Peterson one more year. Years ago. I'd give him one more year. I, I don't think, I don't, I probably would too, but Philadelphia, they're going to be, they're going to be, they're going to want his head. And I know you've seen the schedule coming up. Gabe, they may not win a game now until Christmas. I mean, they, they play uh, Green Bay this week. Then they play New Orleans. I think they got Arizona before they finish up with Dallas and, uh, and Washington. I feel they can beat one of those two teams. Uh, it, it, I don't know if they can survive the season if they keep losing. They're going to be calling for his head that it's going to take six wins to win the NFC East, yet Philadelphia doesn't have a chance. You know, if anybody was coaching yeah. the Cowboys other than a first-year coach, they'd be gone too for the same reason. This is an implosion. It's just an implosion here. And you said it earlier. It's not just Carson Wentz. Peterson looks weird coaching. He's calling weird plays. He's not getting the job done either. It's really the whole team here. I just think it's Philadelphia. They're going to clean out. George Kurtz uh, with us. All right. Clean connection. And Kurtz is bringing the hot takes. Late night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Late night anger management class continues. I'm Marenzi kicking at George Kurtz uh, in the house. Uh, with us, 23-17 final score, Monday night uh, football. We've got Wednesday afternoon uh, football. Uh, George Kurtz taking the family to uh, watch the lighting of the tree. Actually, I don't think people are allowed, actually. I think it's a TV event only. This better be some event, uh, George. So people are wondering, and just to clarify, because Paul Bovey seemed to be confused earlier <laughs> about the start time, 3.40 Eastern. All right, 3.40 Eastern in the afternoon, 12.40 Pacific on the West Coast. Uh, Mountain Time Central, figure it out on your own. Um, So uh, are you excited, George, for some uh, Wednesday afternoon uh, football? It'll be weird, right? I mean, middle of the day, it's like those those baseball games during the baseball season from the West Coast, right? You might get an Oakland game at 3.30 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. It'll be strange. You know, and uh, I'm gonna, obviously I'm going to watch the game. Uh, I didn't know the tree lighting thing was such a big thing where NBC would not want to cover football, but apparently the advertisers really light up for this thing. Uh, so that is what it is. 
I'm a little surprised the NFL just didn't say, you know what, screw it. Let's make it Thursday night game. We lost last Thursday night's game. We don't have this week a Thursday night game. Let's we'll back it up a Thursday again, which I think they still might do. But they've had nine straight days of positive tests now. If there's a tenth tomorrow, I mean, if the NFL is going to keep telling me they, they care about player safety, <laughs> you're a joke. You don't care. All you care about is getting the games in. I get it. Why you just didn't make open up week 18, which hurts nobody. You know, you lose the week, uh, the two weeks by between the conference championship and the Super Bowl. So you make a week 18. It means nothing. Do you, does anyone truly think this is the last time we're going to have a problem like this? I mean, we, they, the animals sort of got lucky here that this all broke out on a Thursday game where you had extra days. What just happens on a Saturday before a Sunday game where you don't have time to back it up four different times? So, uh, like I said, it is what it is. I don't really buy the players, compl- the Steelers complaining all the time. Every player knew this was a possibility before the season started. We talked about it on every one of our shows that this could happen. Mike Blewett and I specifically talked about a position group getting crushed, Denver Broncos, and what would happen. You know, so like I said, I don't, I don't want to hear it. It is what it is. But all the NFL cares about is getting the games in. They don't care about competitive balance or you know, anything competitive. They don't care. If they did, the schedule would be different. You, know, you wouldn't have these Thursday games. You wouldn't have division foes playing a – you wouldn't have two top division teams playing each other where one team had a 10-day break, the other team had a six-day break. Animal doesn't care. All they care about is making money. No, but you're right. Coming, But the thing is, players care about money, too. Everybody cares about money in the end. And everybody sort of knew coming into this COVID situation that there's going to be a competitive imbalance at some point in time. And here we are right now. I think the NFL actually has done a pretty good job managing it, to be honest with you, uh, for the most part. You know, this is the first sort of cracks that they've really had in the schedule and things. But as you stated, it won't take much more. College football has been like a a circus. You know, Jordan. Like, honestly, college football, dude, you've got some teams that have played 11 games and some teams that have played two games. You've got, like, some kids that are screwed. They, you know, they can't play enough games to be eligible for their conference championship. You know what I mean? Like, there's stuff like that that's like, really? Or like I, like I said, you imagine, George, there's a lot of rules to be an NCAA college football player. You know what I mean? You're getting drug tested. You can't take a free, you know, piece of, you know, free pizza. You can't take a free ride. Like, there's all kinds, you know, an agent. You can't do anything, basically. They're on your ass about everything. So you live through these guidelines, George, to do what? To play three games? That's a lot of fun. To go through all the practice and everything to play two, three games? Like, I don't blame the kids that opted out. But you're right, it leads to a competitive imbalance. And, you know, listen, they're going to have to consider sort of mini hubs sort of thing. They're going to have to come up with, like, they're going to have to have a more controlled environment in the playoffs. Otherwise, they're going to have big problems. But it really is amazing. Yeah, the the Christmas tree, I guess NBC's like, yeah, we're not moving the Christmas tree. (laughs) They refuse. I'm almost surprised. Aren't you almost surprised that, that the NFL didn't say, well, listen, Put it on NBC Sports then, or put it on like anything. Put it on like MS. I don't care what you put it on, CNBC. <laughs> but you're not, you know, I mean, we're not putting this game on at three in the afternoon for a Christmas tree, George. I guess like the NFL, you know, it's all about money, and the NBC pays enough money to tell them to shut up. I'm guessing once again, maybe Evil doesn't care because they're not giving NBC a uh, a reduction. Because you got to think. Uh, the NFL's got to be ticked off, first of all. Think about it. They lost a Thursday night game, Thanksgiving night game. That's major ratings they lost that. And now yeah. they lost a Ravens-Dallas Thursday night game. Cowboys, major ratings. 
You know, whether you think the Cowboys suck or terrible or whatever, that's still major they ratings. Lost they the lost Bills. now. That they lost the Bills the Chiefs. They lost the Bills Chiefs Thursday night game once, too. It got replayed, but on, like, Tuesday or something. Like, you know, it wasn't the same. Like, it, they got thrown off for a prime I, I time. I wonder if there's rebates too. involved there. I, but I wonder if there's rebates involved. That's why the NFL has to be ticked, because I wonder, once again, if NBC's like, what? You know, now I have to put this on. Even if it was Tuesday night, the ratings wouldn't be the same, because I don't think they would be. You know, so I wonder if the, NBA, if the NFL has had to give rebates back. Or, you know, no, a, that's a, another a, thing. A future deal where it won't cost as much. You know, the, All... the tree thing is weird. <laughs> I, I live here. You used to live here. I didn't know the tree thing was that big a deal where it got – I knew people went to it. I've never gone to the original lighting, by the way. I have seen the tree, sure. But I've never gone to the, that, that night. There, you can only go there by ticket, by the way. That's what Cuomo yeah. said. You have to have a ticket to go there on opening night. So I didn't know it was that crazy. I, mean, I didn't even know it was on TV, actually. And it's a big ratings thing. We yeah, reading up on it today. The advertisers pay, pay up for it. So NBC wasn't going to lose that. They just weren't going to do it. Uh, I, can't, I still think NFL probably outratings it because do you really care about the tree in Idaho? You know, I, I don't know if you do. Maybe you do. Well, this Christmas. Is, I don't this know. Is, but, uh, this is what weird. it comes down to. Viewers, um, it is hosted and will be performances by Kelly Clarkson, the Goo Goo Dolls, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Brett Eldridge, Jimmy Fallon, Tori Kelly, Dolly Parton, Gwen Stefani, Megan Trainer, etc. So it's a big celebrity fest. I guess to them it is bigger than a full. Like, and it's a good point that you raised, bro. Like how many perfume companies and Macy's and all this crap have bought airtime for this? You know what I mean? And NBC's like, we can't screw over all these people. I paid big money for this Christmas tree crap. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's, it's also one of the reasons why I'm surprised the NFL, and I still wouldn't be shocked, Gabe. I think if there's any kind of positive test tomorrow, hey, you know what? Now we're just going to move the game to, uh, move it to Thursday. You know, the, now the Steelers will play the Ravens, uh, you know, well, I guess yeah, the Washington football on, Wednesday. on Tuesday. Yeah, move them, yeah. <laughs> I, I, or you can move it to Wednesday, or you move the Dallas Ravens game to Wednesday. You know, and Steelers play whatever you want to do. They can still do that. I mean, no, I uh, think they're getting the upset. team that would get think, through the most out of this would be Washington. I think they want to get this over with. <laughs> I, want, I think they want to just get this game. I think it proves, George, Goodell, like you said, is getting frustrated. And there could be another thing, too, in the writing that I'm sure the NFL is not dumb. They've got, like, lawyers for everything, George, that we don't owe you anything. We're giving you a game. You know what I mean? In a contract, it could be in prime time, but extenuating circumstances could, like, you know, mean this. So, basically, Goodell could be like, whatever, man. We'll give them the damn game. They can't complain. We gave NBC a game. They want to put it on at 3.40 in the afternoon. They gave us $2 billion. That's their business, right? That's another thing. He could be like, I don't care. Like, Dana White has said that in a UFC before. It was a great line from Dana when it was rare times that he was like really like, he was he was really truthful. He said uh, they you know they were trying to upset him. They said you know it was like one of the lowest attended UFCs ever, George. And basically it was in like a small town in Virginia. And same crap, George. Like the prelim started at like three in the afternoon on like a Wednesday afternoon, and like the main card was like at seven at night and stuff and whatever. There was like three thousand people, and they were like oh. Are you concerned, Dana? There's only 3,000 people. And he said, concerned. He said, Fox gave me $300 million a year for content. They asked me to put on a card at this time, and I said yes. <laughs> he said, I could care if there was 40 people here. <laughs> and kind of being honest about it, George, you know what I mean? As you stated, we all know TV runs everything. They're the ones that pay the bills. 
Right. Listen, if if NBC was truly bitching and moaning about this, it would be at 340. They could stay do control everything. That's why we get those night playoff games in Green Bay instead of when Green Bay has an evening playoff game and we have an afternoon game. It's like two degrees in Green Bay. because Once again, the networks want the Green Bay game. They don't want the Houston game at night. That's why we see this. TV controls everything. They pay all the money here. We see it in baseball all the time. We see it in all sports. You know, it's why in the NHL, the NHL has to be done by the Olympics this year because NBC is covering the Olympics, which means NBCSN is covering the Olympics, which means they're not going to cover the NHL. So the NHL can't have, they can't play past July. TV runs all sports. You know, whatever. We can panic in the big grand scheme of things. Who cares? So a couple of NFL games got moved around. And, you know, ultimately, you know, to me, it sucks. There's no Thursday night game now, but I don't know. Maybe there's Thursday college football, actually. We'll take a look. There'll be Thursday college basketball, so there'll actually be action on on Thursday still. But you lose the Thursdays, and then you gain a doubleheader and stuff like that. And then you throw in, oh, yeah, you got Buffalo against San Francisco now playing in Arizona, George. And we got a double header. I have a hard time keeping up with this crap. So what? We got a double header on. Uh, so Pittsburgh are playing Washington on Monday, and now Dallas and Baltimore. Your Cowboys are scheduled to play on Tuesday, right? That's as of right now. You said if Pittsburgh will yeah, be the five right o'clock now. game, then you have, <laughs> and Dallas is the eight o'clock game. That's assuming, of course, that they play tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. Well, it is tomorrow. It is Tuesday here. So uh, yeah. I see when they play Wednesday uh, afternoon, then I guess everything sort of goes back to normal here, whatever that is. But I'll tell you a game, and this is another reason why I was surprised you just didn't open up week 18, by the way. Five more weeks left in the season. Does anybody truly think something like this isn't going to happen again? If just, if, I understand it, it opened up some other worms here. What if Baltimore or Pittsburgh, who are already playing in week 18, have another problem? Then what do you do? Yeah, well, then you jigger the schedule around like this. You, you play with it. But uh, I, what do they do in the playoffs? What do they do? Like if you have oh, a Denver screwed. situation, like they're in the playoffs, screwed. and they say, "All right, you, know I mean, Roethlisberger, everyone, everyone on Pittsburgh, all the quarterbacks are out. You got to play a playoff game on Sunday." It's going to be tough. They can back all this up to March. I don't care. I'll watch the whole They're March not going to do it. They don't want to do that. No, they they're not. Like doing it's that. obviously they're not. It, it's obvious they, they don't want to lose the, the extra bye week between the uh, conference championship and the Super Bowl. They don't even want to lose that week. They want their schedule to run the way they have it scheduled. You know, they want each week all the games to be completed. I don't know, I truly don't know why they just didn't open up week 18. You already you would already have two games there. You know, you have the Denver Saints, you have Pittsburgh, uh, Baltimore, and I think there'll be other games that are gonna you know something's gonna happen where you know maybe the competitive balance doesn't make sense here. I know the NFL doesn't care about that. They didn't give a damn about the Broncos losing their quarterbacks. And I understand that. I do. You know, they, that's, they, they all they care about is, is it contained? It was contained to your quarterbacks. No one else was testing positive. You're playing. Baltimore was completely different. As we keep saying, they've had nine straight days of tests, positive tests. Today was day nine. Granted, it was a player who was already being uh, sequestered, but still he had a positive test. Nine straight days. You know, so it's still going there. That's why they keep backing up the Baltimore game. If Denver had problems keep going, they would have backed up that game. You know, so I understand why they're doing it. I'm not saying it's right. Personally, if I was the NFL, I would have voted up a week 18, and I'd already have those two games in there, and I think there'll be others. I'm seeing now, and I was wondering, and I'm, I'm just getting a chuckle here, George, because the NFL, they won't play the Super Bowl on Valentine's Day weekend. <laughs> they're scared of Valentine's Day weekend crazy. The NFL is losing to Christmas trees. Now they're worried about boxes of chocolates. Really? 
You're, you're scared of Valentine's Day. You're the NFL. You're the NFL. It's the Super Bowl. More with Kurtz on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Quick as 120 minutes in sport tonight. No exception, except we throw a curveball. It's 180 minutes uh, this evening. And moving forward, back to the old days, 180 minutes. Throw down 180 minutes full court press. Winding down level two uh, right now. George Kurtz, kind enough to join us uh, in the late night uh, hours. Um, so, George, we only got a couple of minutes uh, left uh, here. Uh, Baltimore getting 10.5 in this game right now uh, against uh, Pittsburgh. And I actually like Baltimore. I think the spread's too high. I'm not. I'm going to roll the dice on RG3 here. We're not talking about Ben DiNucci. We're not talking about Carson Wentz. We're not talking about a terrible quarterback. We're talking about RG3. that has been around long enough. Um, he's had his ups and downs, but there's a reason that he's the quarterback there. They trust him. Uh, to me, there's too much of an overreaction with Lamar Jackson not being there right now. It's not just Lamar Jackson. It's no Mark Andrews either. Their offensive line is dead. They lost some linebackers as well. Their pass rushers are gone. I think this is a true gamble game because no one knows how either team is going to respond to this. Does Baltimore even get a chance to practice later today? I mean, really, do they? Do they not? No, I don't, I, I don't know. So. Is it a walk That's a good point. I don't think so either. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, think I'm, I don't think I'm going to bet the game as far as that at all because I don't know how Pittsburgh responds to it either. Maybe they take it all for granted. They think they're going to show up there, throw their helmet on the field, cleats, and they'll win the game because Baltimore has nobody. So uh, I think I'm probably going to leave that alone. But if I was, I'm probably going the other way. I do think this could be a colossal crush by Pittsburgh. Maybe they have most of their players. They're not going to have James Conner, but they have most of their players. Baltimore is just missing too much. 22 players. Is it 22? 22 players? Well, I guess it'll be 20. Right, because Dobbins and Ingram are coming back. Yeah, and Ingram. All right, I'm going to have to break down each position, actually, as we move forward uh, here. But, man, it puts them in a tough spot. And a football team that's uh, that's been fading as it is right now in six and four, they can't afford to lose too many more football games uh, right now. But like you said, we don't know, man, how Pittsburgh is going to react to this. And Pittsburgh is going to be thinking, man, we got to play again on Monday uh, already. we got a game plan for this. Great stuff, uh, George. Thanks for the time. George Kurtz, Sports Grid. Catch it with Cam Stewart Sunday night. Level three coming up. This is Sports Rage, the late night anger management class. Bring it. 